I'm Alex Green. Welcome to Stereo Embers, the podcast. Check this out. That's the music of Xavier Boyer, who is my guest today on the program. Let me tell you a little bit about Xavier Boyer. When the French-born musician went to college in the early 90s, he did what every college student does. Do I mean he partied like a lunatic? No. Do I mean that he shifted into the highest gear of collegiate promiscuity? No, not exactly. Do I mean that he never went to class and slept all day? Not what I was getting at. What I meant was, when Xavier Boyer went to college, he started a band, and that band's name was Tahiti 80. The members of Tahiti 80 were fans of indie rock, 60s pop, and new wave music. The name of the band came from a t-shirt that Xavier Boyer's father had given him years earlier. It was one of those t-shirts that you buy in gift shops that sell snow globes, grass skirts, and uh, whiskey that comes in a bottle that's shaped like a bear. By 1996, Tahiti80 were in full swing, and they recorded an EP called 20 Minutes. On the strength of that EP, they signed to the French label Atmospherics. Now, I'm not French, I'm American. And let me tell you, that word is much prettier on paper than it uh, is coming out of my mouth. But back to Tahiti80. In 1998, the band recorded their debut album, which is called Puzzle. They recorded it in New York with Andy Chase. Andy Chase was from the band Ivy. Who else is in the band Ivy? Well, Fountains of Wayne's Adam Schlesinger was in that band, and so was Chase's wife, Dominique Durand, from France. So you can see we're coming full circle here. Uh, Adam Schlesinger and Eric Matthews both appeared on Puzzle, which, by the way, was mixed in Sweden. How did the album do? Well, it went gold, which is not too shabby for a debut album. From there, Tahiti 80 put out six more albums. 2002's Wallpaper for the Soul, which is a personal favorite of mine. 2005's Fosbury. 2008's Activity Center. The Past, the Present, and the Possible, which came out in 2011, 2014's Ballroom, and 2016's And the Rest is Just Crocodile Tears. The band did put out about 12 EPs in the process and a host of singles with some terrific B-sides. 
over the years, Tahiti 80 have had a great career, and they're still at it, which we'll get to in the interview. But the fact of the matter is they've been all over the place. As a matter of fact, they've done everything from working with legendary producer Richard Swift to having their songs appear in movies and television shows. Hell, they even lost a band member to Tame Impala. As for Xavier Boyer, he's been a busy guy. Over the years, he's produced albums for friends of his in bands like Fugu and Calc, and he's also put out solo albums, including Two Two to Tango, which he recorded under the pseudonym Axe Riverboy, which, if you're into these kinds of things, is an anagram of his name. He also put out in 2017 an album called Some Any New. It's a non-pseudonym solo album, and it is marvelous. It was put out on Xavier Boyer's own Human Sounds label uh, and distributed in America through 80 Proof Media. It is something you should definitely not let pass you by. It's a fantastic record. Uh, Now, let me tell you a little bit about my chat with Xavier. He was actually on a date with his girlfriend. He's on a date with his girlfriend in France in the evening. It was uh, daytime here in San Francisco, and I interrupted his date. I was the guy who got in the way of his date, and I felt terrible about it, but uh, he was actually really cool. As a matter of fact, he was so cool that because he was out to dinner with her, he thought, well, I should get some privacy. Let me go into the car. So he left his girlfriend at the restaurant by herself while he chatted with me in his car. Did I also mention it happened to be Valentine's Day? (laughs) I mean, only a French guy is cool enough to pull this off. I mean, I'm so uncool, I can't even get a girl to sit with me in a restaurant. So this conversation you're hearing is uh, taking place in the middle of Xavier Boyer's date with his girlfriend on Valentine's Day. I don't think that's ever been done before. At any rate, let me tell you this about Xavier Boyer. He is a pop master. He's a student of the craft. He's a thoughtful guy. He's philosophical. He's funny. He's smart. And he's utterly charming. I've been a fan of his for a long time, and I was really excited to talk to him. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. This is me and Xavier Boyer interrupting a romantic dinner so two guys can chat about pop music. It's a cool conversation, and I hope you enjoy it right here on Stereo Embers, the podcast. So I'm in a car. I feel, um, I feel bad that, I, that I've interrupted your date. No, 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 no worries. I mean, yeah, it's Valentine's Day. I mean, yeah, it's actually, but you know, no worries. Okay. I mean, I, I was, I was expecting your call, so, so, uh, you know, there's no, you know, there's no, no problem, no worries. Well, you've, uh, our, yeah. our Valentine's Day over here is getting into full swing. You guys are winding down over there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, like right now, there's, you know. Um, in uh, in France, especially, there's a there's a big football soccer game. There's um, the Paris uh, Paris against uh, Madrid, and so like uh, and there's the the Valentine Day. So uh, I mean, soccer is more like uh, the, the the guys want to see the the game, and the, the, but they have to take their their, their girlfriends to um, to the restaurant. So you know. Um, I'm in the middle of everything, so I mean it's fine. Just uh, I just we we went to a to a concert and we we saw uh, some kind of a concrete music, <laughs> not very pop, but uh, that was fun. That was fun. So well, you're not you're not in, interacting with anything. 
Well, I kind of feel like uh, if I'm going to learn how to do Valentine's Day right, talking to a, uh, a French guy is probably the right <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, we've, we've got some kind of expertise on that. Tell me a little bit about the, the current state of Tahiti 80. Where, where are you guys at right now in your career? So we're, we're putting the, the final uh, touches on, a, on, a, on an album, which is going to be the uh, album number seven. So, yeah, I just, I just came back from New York where I was working with um, the, the producer, I mean, the co-producer, uh, Andy Chase, who, uh, who also uh, who happened, you know, he, he was our first producer. He, he's the guy who produced Puzzle and Wallpaper for the Soul, our two first records. So, um, uh, you know, we were, we were in Rouen, that's our hometown, we're working on, on this new album, and I, I said to the guys, you know, we should call Andy, and, uh, uh, because I would like to do the, I would like to record the vocals with, um, with somebody else, not, you know, um, not being in front of the mic, and the minute, the minute after, in front of the computer, editing everything. So we, we just got back um, in touch with Andy, and uh, we invited him over to, uh, to Rouen to work on, the, on this album, and uh, it, it took us like one year. So right now, you know, like when I was in New York, um, you know, last, last month in January, we were like um, cleaning the project, cleaning the sessions, and uh, getting ready for the mix. So so Tahiti 80 is still going, and we, we have an album coming out hopefully in uh, October uh, this year. Does it does it actually is it something you consider about you know location about where to record these things is that is that an important decision in terms of geography does it can that inform the sound? <laughs> um, it, it, it surely did back in the day when we were uh, very I mean we were young and uh, you know when you record you you're from um, you're not even from Paris you you're from a, a city outside Paris and. Um, country town, and uh, I mean, Rouen is not such a small city, but, it, it, you know, I guess everybody has a complex about Paris, and um, and so, like, we uh, we um, we went to New York to record uh, our first album, so I think, you know, I mean, we, we, uh, we didn't sound like the velvet on the ground after the sessions, but I, I guess, you know, just being uh, in this city, I guess... Uh, Especially since we are a French band singing in English, I, I think it was really it was quite important, especially in the beginning. Right now, I'm not sure. I think uh, what's important is, uh, I think maybe uh, you know, uh, it's important to have the, the right songs. It's important to uh, to have um, to be in the right mood to uh, record an album. So. Um, most of this record was recorded uh, between between Wall and and Paris, where where I live. So, in my my home studio. So, I mean, maybe like uh, if we uh, if we had been to uh, you know uh, like a sunny island in the uh, in the Philippines, or maybe it would have been different. But I guess you know right now it doesn't really make a difference. I think. What about, do you tend to get philosophical about the band? Do you ever think in terms of, we've been around for a long time, do you think in terms of leg oh, legacy yeah. and those things? Oh, um, you know, yeah, yeah, you're right. You, uh, uh, 
We are, Pedro and I, we met back in 1993, which is, wow, which is like a long time ago. Yeah. And then we, yeah, we, we started writing songs, I mean, uh, together, I mean, in 1994, and then we uh, we had uh, Mederic and, and Silva, the, the original members, joining in the 1995, and we started to, you know, be... Uh, uh, we started, you know, like we, we were a band and rehearsing and writing songs and, and recording stuff like demos. So, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's, a, it, it's a big, it's a really big part of our lives, uh, Tahiti 80. So, so um, you know, we know each other like, you know, like more like, even more like uh, brothers. I mean, we, uh, we have this, we, we have this bond together and... Um, so you know when we when we make an album, we just I mean we we don't have like uh, a big pressure. We we just want to, um, to you know we, we, when you're making a, a six or a seven album, you uh, you want to find a, a concept you're comfortable with. You want to um, you know maybe experiment with things that you're not too familiar with. So um, you know I, and. Um, and uh, as long as you still have some stuff to say and uh, some melodies to to find and to write, I think it 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 works. So you you don't you don't ask yourself too many questions um, if it's you know if it's still um, rolling like this. Because if you start asking too many questions, then then you start to get into <laughs> your head a little bit, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, you know, like especially when you have a a long process. You, 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 I mean, sometimes maybe you, you overthink. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it definitely happened on the new Tahiti 80 album because it's going to be, um, we, uh, it has been re recorded uh, over a long period of time because of, um, because we were working with Andy and Andy being in New York and us being in a, in a, a war in Paris and in different cities. So it wasn't easy to get everybody in, in the same room. So, so at the same time you're overthinking stuff, but also you 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 have a bit of perspective on your work. So if uh, as I said, if, if if you feel the songs are worth uh, spending your time, I mean spending this amount of time, you, if you feel comfortable with them, and if you feel uh, that you have a you, you have good good hooks, good melodies, good uh, good good lyrics, then it's worth uh, the wait. So. You know, I, I try to see it as a, you know, obviously, a, uh, the, uh, the, uh, in a positive way, more like, uh, yeah. The, 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 the house is, the, 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 the glass is um, half, empty, half empty, but there's still another bottle waiting, so, you know. Are you, wait, are you, are you a glass half empty kind of guy, or are you, are you more optimistic or pessimistic? Oh, I'm more, I'm more optimistic, but uh, that's what I said. I said, if the glass is half empty, then we can buy another bottle, or we can get another bottle. So, <laughs> so the, the glasses are gonna be full again. I like um, that. So I'm more optimistic. Yeah, I mean, because maybe, uh, maybe it, it's typically uh, a French metaphor about the wine. I mean, we've got, we've got a lot of wine here, so there's no problems. There, there are always solutions. That's a, so that's kind of my philosophy. You know, one of the things about your band that I love is that you know, the, mm -hmm. the evolution of your band is very clear, and I love the experimentation and the chances you guys have taken, but 
I mm-hmm. always felt from the first record on, I was like, this is a band that knows who they are. Um, whereas, you know, some bands, it takes a, a few albums mm-hmm. to find their footing. You guys had your footing. You had a very foundational yeah. sonic beginning. I'm not sure how you pulled that off. Um, did you feel sure of yourself when you when you began? Um, I think it's because we are so, you know, we started, as I said, like in, in 1993, um, 1995, the band was, uh, you know, the, the lineup was there and we, we, we started to work, uh, uh, I mean, to, to do that properly, perhaps. But we, um, we uh, the sessions for our first album, Puzzle, um, they, they happened in 1998. So meaning, meaning that we had uh, three years of uh, practice and uh, you know, three years of a, you know, you know like we, we would do a few concerts, but like uh, there was, you know, we, we just, you know, we were students and we we had a bit of time. I mean, all our energy was um, devoted to music. But uh, um, what I'm saying is that we we um, right from the start we we had a you know a bit of a learning phase when we nobody would nobody heard our music around that time. So I guess there were lots of. Uh, trial and error moments, but we, um, so yeah, when we recorded the first album, we had like 40 songs, and then, uh, uh, you know, being maybe quite prolific, we, 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 we always had uh, a lot of songs to choose from, and um, and I also think that um, we were kind of focused, we, um, I always loved, uh, uh, you know, I, w- I was always into the melody, and I was always into uh, uh, you know the the two pillars of music, which which are the melody and the and the rhythm, the dynamic, the groove, and and the the, the harmonies, melodies. So we 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 just try to experiment with that, and um, and uh, and also think that pop music is always um, it's still a, a genre that that interests me. I'm, I'm still you know when I write a song, I still wanna. I'm still looking for the perfect pop song. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't have this, um, I mean, I could, you know, obviously it would be great to, um, I would love also to write uh, uh, pieces of music that are 15 minutes long and uh, that have no chorus, but but um, there's still something that brings me back to that format of uh, the, like the three minutes and a half in pop music and a, I still think it's really exciting. It's, it's still very exciting. So, so that's why maybe we didn't uh, we didn't change too much. We uh, we found um, a concept that we were um, um, happy with, and we 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 we, um, we stuck to it. And uh, but we 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 brought a lot of different um, ingredients in the mix throughout the years. But it, it's still, you know, we, we're still, uh, you know, it's not like we were um, a punk band originally, and then we uh, we uh, we started, we we went through that ambient phase, or you know, we we it was always about the uh, the songs about the yeah about the pop songs. The the vision of the band was always very clear. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. It was a, uh, you know, we were. We, we uh, you know, there was this song, the, uh, one of the first songs that, um, I mean, it, it, maybe or, or which it's also a biggest hit, yeah, a song called Heartbeat on the on Puzzle. Oh yeah. You know, this song came very easily. I mean, not very easily, but uh, I was, um, I was, in, you know, 
searching the courts for um, um, what's, uh, God Only Knows by the Beach Boys. And, you know, I wanted to do a cover, but I couldn't find the chords, exactly the right chords, because it's quite, a, you know, the Beach Boys is quite complicated complicated music. But So I, I was just, like, fooling around with what I thought was, were the chords. And I thought, you know, maybe if I if I give it a bit of a Jackson 5 vibe to, to, to those chords, maybe something, you know, it might be interesting. And then I start to play, and I have this groove, and... And it doesn't sound like uh, God only knows. It doesn't sound like the Jackson Five. It sounds like uh, something else. And uh, and um, that's um, that w- that's how we in a way we we found uh, uh, the sound of uh, Tahiti Eighty. Like this uh, this uh, this line between um, the sort of sixties arranged music and with all those melodies and harmonies and maybe something more uh, based on the on the groove and. Uh, and uh, something more, um, I don't know if you can say that, but uh, uh, visceral, if it's the, the right word. Yeah. Is the the quest for the perfect mm-hmm. pop, the, the quest for the perfect mm-hmm. pop song, is that sort of a lifelong yeah. quest? Um, is that something that uh, is so elusive that it keeps you coming back, trying to apprehend it? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's a bit like that, but it's also something that's uh, it's fun I mean you know you just uh, we're not scientists we're not uh, um, you know we're not um, I'm not classically trained uh, musician I'm just trying to uh, you know I'm you know I'm hearing harmonies and I'm trying to um, you know or I'm hearing a song on the on the radio or somebody somebody says you should listen to, to that track and and I start to uh, analyze it in a way uh, but you know just not exactly in terms of um uh, musicianship or trying to copy that but just trying to get the 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 the, the idea or, or the feeling be, behind it so so it, it's still like something that keeps you going but it, it's also like um you know you know i mean <laughs> maybe what keeps you going is, is the fact that you're not gonna write the perfect pop song but the, the, it's just trying to write that song i think that's that's what that's the fun part i think but if you find that perfect pop song, then you're, you're, the game is over, I guess. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, maybe you make a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I always think, like, with the Beach Boys, I think, well, with God Only Knows, I would have just stopped after that and gone, well, I've done it. Yeah, I mean, for some people, they, they stopped after that. But, uh, I mean, the, 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 the albums from the 70s are, are so, I mean, and, you know, there's such great music coming after that. But it's true that... Um, looking back at it, it, it it's true that uh, Pet Sounds is like such an achievement that, that you you can feel that uh, they had a hard time overcoming uh, this album, perhaps too. Oh, I think you're right, and and I think that you know perfection in art is a lot like the quest for happiness. You know, it's you know you get it for a couple <laughs> seconds and then you, then it's gone you, you can't live in that perfection or you can't live in happiness it's it's something you're always chasing it's true it's true i mean it reminds me of a, a another artist that i really love is uh, Todd Rundgren yeah and uh, you know when he was playing sh- i mean i haven't I, I never had the chance to see him live because it never you know never happened for me here in france but uh, I remember him saying that uh, he would uh, 
when he when he was doing shows, he wasn't playing the like the whole the old hits like um, "Hello, It's Me" or "I Saw the Light," because he said, you know, I'm I wouldn't feel comfortable. I mean, maybe it has changed, but what he said at the time, he said, I, I don't feel comfortable um, singing about you know um, this girl that I used to date and now you know I used to be in love, but now it's like it's a uh, I'm a different person, so I don't really uh, don't really connect connect to the guy I used to be, and uh, so that's why I'm just gonna do uh, new songs and uh, and I guess I guess yeah, it's the way of saying uh, he wasn't really satisfied. I mean, but the, the problem is that what I'm saying is that a lot of people want to hear the old hits. They want to hear uh, because um, uh, not not just the melody or it. it just the songs they remind them of um, another time when they were younger, when they were doing stuff, they were happy. And uh, and uh, but sometimes I guess the uh, the, the songwriter does, doesn't have the same uh, um, perspective on the, those tracks. For him, it's just like yeah, it, it happened. It, it's the past, and and he maybe doesn't understand why um, people are still into the songs he wrote 20 years ago. Uh, but um, I mean, for 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 me as a songwriter, I'm. It's still fun to write songs. It's a lot of work because you, uh, you know, you need to 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 um, you know to, you know like you you can spend six months on on one track that's gonna be just like three minutes long. But um, you know that's I, I accept that I. Uh, I'm still, you know, I'm not bored with, with that process. When you go back and listen to your earlier work, do you recognize <laughs> that guy? Or does he seem like a, a stranger to you? Oh, I, I recognize part of, of that person. Uh, sometimes I listen to that and I say, wow. But, like, um, in terms of, uh, um, you know, like, uh, I was listening to the um, to the new MGMT record, which yeah. uh, uh, I think there there are lots of great songs on it. I mean, the production is a little uh, sounds a bit ironic to me, but uh, I mean, but uh, still the, the songs are very catchy and very very uh, like the the new single "Me and Michael." But so you, it reminded me of a Tahiti song. So I went back to uh, the last album we recorded with uh, Richard Swift. Um, the album is Ballroom, and uh, and I was listening to a track called Missing. Mm. And then I hadn't I hadn't listened to that track in um, yeah in years and uh, and you know you listen and you it's weird like you know, you know it's you but it's um, at the same time wow I was going through this sort of uh, things in my life and and uh, um, and also oh yeah you know like um, uh, this was the first time I was trying this kind of harmony or the first time I was um, trying to get the you know blend this kind of chords together so. Sometimes when I listen to them to my music or the music we we make, it is just uh, 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 you know it's hard to for me to um, uh, I mean I still relate to the to to the character or the the, the the person singing the songs, but it's just like sometimes yeah you forget how you um, how what was the how, you know the. the how some I mean when you listen to that the, the ideas seem very um, very natural but uh, in a way you know that you uh, you spend a lot of time trying to get those chords right trying to uh, to um, to find that right harmony and uh, 
So when you when you listen to the songs after after a while, it's just like all these feelings coming back to you. So that, that that's why I, I try not to listen too much to our music because uh, uh, I still get such a, such a great feeling listening back to our music. But it should only happen happen maybe once a year because after that maybe you uh, you um, you kind of lose. Uh, Maybe you see different things, but yeah, I don't know if it's clever then. <laughs> do you do you think of of your your persona in Tahiti eighty? Is that a character, or do you think of it as you? Well, no, no, it's it's uh, it's me. It's totally me. I mean, I, I I'm not uh, you know I, no no I I mean obviously you can there's, there's lots of ways of writing songs. You you can invent in you know tell a story. To tell your own story, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's um, yeah. I think people people can hear that in our music. I think it sounds. Uh, you know, it, uh, I'm I'm not hiding or pretending to be somebody somebody else, or I'm not trying to please um, uh, uh, everybody. I mean, everybody. I mean, uh, just. Uh, It's you. Um, tell yeah, me, it's me. It's you. Yeah, I mean, because some people think of themselves like like David Bowie was a character, oh, even though yeah. it was he was his own name, yeah, sure. right? But he he was a character. He was doing a persona, and he kept changing personas every every five weeks, which was great. Yeah, sure. Um, but mm. but with you, you see it more as a um, this is this is you. This is not a persona. Yeah, I don't feel like an actor when I'm. Uh or when I'm writing music, I'm not like the, trying to um, see, uh, imagine that song uh, with the eyes of a, you know, a, a Russian guy in the in 1920s. No, no, I'm, I'm trying to, I mean, it would be fun. It would be a good good concept for an album. But yeah, I'm, I'm maybe a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not looking for that kind of honesty in my music, but I, I think it's it's just here. That's that's what I do, and uh, it, you know, it's uh, it's kind of a natural thing to do for me.
I love your solo record. I love some any new. It's oh, this. Uh, it's really loose and it's fun and it's um, it's a really interesting record. It's a it's a real real treat and I and I think everyone who's listening should oh, listen thanks. to it. It's it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about what it was like to record under your own name uh, with this record? Um, what was that mm -hmm. like compared compared to a Tahiti eighty project? No, oh, sure. I it's always a little difficult when you uh, when you work on a solo album and uh, when you you also have a, a band and and in the band you're you're writing most of the music so you have to find a way to make it work so I mean th this album has been recorded over a long period of time because you know we were uh, uh, I guess we were working on the Tahiti AT album and and uh, I wrote a lot of music and um, and there were some songs that didn't match the the album, or or you know sometimes you have a song and you, you have this feeling that you know it's uh, it's something that needs to be um, I need to sing it on my own because it it's, uh, it doesn't need like uh, uh, doesn't need a band like a real band behind it. It needs uh, the, the 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 main focus should be on the song, not not on the arrangement. So um, I. Um, so, the, the, so the, the, that's what happened. I used we, we we were working on some Tahiti Aging music, and I put like five songs aside, and then and then you know I kept um, I kept doing that, and um, I had some songs, some leftovers. I mean not leftovers, but just songs that, that didn't fit the uh, the, um, the, um, the 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 Tahiti Aging spirit. And then and then as I you know as I as we uh, as I moved along, there were some other songs where were um, coming into the mix and maybe these songs could have been Tahiti 80 songs, but they, they were just like, I was in that sort of a frame of mind for my solo album. So yeah. So that, that's how the songs came together. And then, and then when you, um, when you do a solo album, you have to find, you know, it has to be some kind of a justification. Like, so you shouldn't sound like too much like your other band. You should sound that. So, that's why I'm. I'm uh, when you're in a band, usually you, um, the, the main songwriter, he writes, uh, he writes, he writes uh, the music, and then he makes demos, and then you, 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 you take your demos to the to the band, and then basically the band is just like deconstructing de your your demo, and and um, it reaches another level. So what I thought about this record is. Um, I thought, you know, I have these demos, and maybe it's um, it, it can be the occasion or the opportunity to um, to go as you know to uh, fulfill that vision, to go um, to start from that demo and just make it a final product. So that that was that was my um, in a way that that was my concept for this solo record. Are the challenges with Tahiti eighty in 2018, the same challenges you guys had in 1998, or has the industry changed in a way that you have different things to conquer? Oh yeah, I mean the, it's true. Uh, the industry has changed a lot. The, the way you uh, you uh, uh, the way we we write the songs is also very different because we uh, uh, we used to rehearse a lot. Now we we uh, we almost everybody lives in different cities, so you know. People have kids, or you know, changes in their lives. So, so uh, we we don't exactly um, 
we we don't exactly work like uh, like before, and uh, and uh, and yeah, I mean, basically, like typically, that's that's what I was talking about the demos thing. It's like back in the day, I didn't have any four track, or I I, I had a four track, but I didn't know how to use to use it. So usually, I would come. I had written my song on an acoustic guitar, and I would play the song during the rehearsal, and everybody would uh, you know. We would uh, we would jam and try to find the dynamics and, and you know and uh, and that's how we we wrote the songs back in the, back in the day and but now I mean the the, the thing is um I, I changed and uh, I also wanna be um, I wanna give the song a, you know uh, I have this I mean I have these ideas these directions I wanna go uh, and so when I when I when I uh, when I play the song to the guys, usually it's it's in form of a of um of um like yeah it's a it's a from a session on my computer and uh, it has more uh, more arrangements. I mean there's a clear direction in the in um in the dynamics and the drums and the, because yeah I, I would I wouldn't play the drums but I would maybe program something. So yeah, this has changed from from. Uh, from uh, back in the day, but at the same time, when when I do that, when I'm when I'm playing the guys, one of this one song that I wrote, then we uh, I leave room for the other guys to um, you know basically we listen to it and we say yeah this is good this no is not good or and then we uh, we um, everybody brings their their own touch but it, so in in the end maybe it's the same process but it's just like the um, the way we do it is a little different. Are you always thinking artistically, or can you can you turn that off? Like if you're going to go see a like a football game, or you're going to hang out and, and watch a movie, can you turn that off, or are you always sort of thinking in terms of in, in an artistic way? Um, um, I'd like to say uh, I mean I don't know if it's a good thing, but uh, yeah, like like basically like today um, I, I I just went to. Um, there was sort of a kind of music concrete uh, event at the university, so um, I came to see that show. And uh, so the guys were they were playing cellos, but uh, they were not really using them as cellos, more like percussion, or they were doing noises. And uh, obviously, like when you when you listen to that, and uh, you um, there's part of you that just saying, oh, so where's the where is the chorus? Where is the Whereas the melody, what you know, what is it a bit, you know, um, uh, kind of easy to do this kind of music? But uh, like when you um, this music has no form. I mean, I'm 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 just uh, maybe it wasn't really maybe that concert wasn't really good. But uh, but uh, <laughs> I don't know when when I when I see a football game, I don't know. I mean, uh, I see there's there's art in a football game when you see uh, when you see some players. The way they 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 look like dancers. So I guess you know, uh, it's everywhere. So you um, you can see a bit of beauty every every in, in everything you uh, even in um, in a football game, soccer soccer game in the U.S. But yeah, so I guess I'm if something um, I'm not exactly looking for that, but if something happens, then uh, I uh, you know I. I I think I see it. I, I can, I can, uh, I can, uh, I can watch it. Yeah. 
Are you a competitive guy? Like if you hear a new band and you go, oh man, they're getting, they're really good. Does that inspire you uh, like in a, in a creative competitive way? <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 I'm uh, I'm always jealous. That's why um, I hate uh, 90% of the bands uh, of today's bands. Because, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just like, uh, you know, like, um, I guess, and when I become friends or when I start to know the guys a bit more then um, my feelings, my feelings change. But yeah, I mean, it, it's when, once you're part of that, you, uh, you're in, in competition with everybody. And, uh, or, so, so maybe sometimes you can be jealous or sometimes you just feel, wow, this is so, this is so cool. And I want to, you know, like, a, uh, I want to, you know, understand what what they're doing. Like, uh, it could be um, R and B song. It could be a, a very straightforward pop song. You want to know why, and uh, you, uh, you know, that gives you, um, uh, yeah, that, that gives you. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I think after that it becomes uh, some kind of positive energy. But yeah, it's true. I, I, I can't be competitive. I mean, you know. Just like in a football game, I guess. Sure. I, I always wondered what you thought of the band Phoenix. I always thought, like, because they were you know, a pop uh-huh. band from France, I always thought, I wonder I wonder if uh, what his attitude is towards that that band. Oh, I think they, they did, um, you know, they have their own uh, career. They um, We started around the same time. And uh, actually, we, uh, we we never really... I met, I met one of the guys, one of the guitar players before... Uh, before they were even in Phoenix, or or maybe they were, it was the early days of Phoenix uh, and uh, the early days of Tahiti 80, like in the mid uh, mid 90s. But you know they they were kind of friendly and uh, they were you know. But after, ever since that, we we never really we never shared a stage. We never really met. So so uh, I mean, I would first yeah, it would have been fun to to hang around. But I I think you know. Um, we we have lots of things in common, and, and at the same time, uh, you know, they uh, they have their own agenda, and uh, I guess uh, they really went for. Um, they were not afraid of um, of, of writing big uh, big songs for stadiums, and and I think they really. Uh, they, 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 I'm not saying they had a plan, but they, they um, for 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 them the. I mean, they, they 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 write very good singles, I think, and um, and and I don't think we're I, I, I'm you know my I I don't feel that like uh, um, they've uh, taken something from us. I mean, I, I'm just I just think that they're doing something that we we cannot do. I mean, they are they are in their game. They're they're very good, and uh, they. Um, we we just I mean even though we are French and we uh, we have this sort of a soft rock sensibility in our music we have a bit of a synth pop we have a you know we definitely we're French and we uh, we must have grown up listening to the same bands or same uh, American British bands through uh, French ears but I think they're, they're they're doing something different from us I think. What um what bands have you have you heard that you've liked recently? Anything that you've gone wow those guys are nailing it. Um, uh, trying to think um, um 
there was some, um, I thought, real, real estate with the, the uh, not, uh, maybe the albums are not so, uh, I get tired of, of the albums. I think they, 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 they have a, a great sound and they, they, they wrote some very good songs. Uh, obviously, Tim Impala has got some some good um, some good songs. Even though also sometimes on the al- on on an album it's a little uh, it's hard to um, I mean it's very exhausting to listen to a whole uh, Tim Impala album because uh, many of the uh, the EQs and it's very kind of aggressive music. But they're, they're, he's definitely one of the greatest uh, melodists. Um, and I'm trying to think of a, something cool that I've uh, Listen like uh, lately. Uh, I, I kind of like the MGMT album. I'm starting to grow on me. I, I'm I'm liking it. And uh, I mean, I mean, I'm. It's always hard for me to uh, to. Um, I, I like that guy Dent May also. I think he was writing some very good melodies. Oh yeah. But it's always hard. For, it's always hard for me to say uh, to compare to somebody like um, I don't know, like a teenage fan club or the Beatles or Big Star, or anybody because uh, or Marvin Gaye or because uh, um, I think uh, you need to spend a lot of time uh, with those songs, so they become part of your life. So it's always hard when you uh, when you uh, when you're because maybe that. Maybe it's just me. I'm kind of making comparisons with uh, bands of today and bands of yesterday. But uh, what also is, so what I'm saying is that all these bands from uh, before, I think also is just like a, I expect, you know, you, you do, uh, you go on a road trip and you listen to an album over and over. And uh, I guess it, in the end, it, it becomes part of your DNA. So I think uh, there, there's, some, there's a lot of good music coming today, even though there's lots of bad music as well. It, it, it's just hard for me to, um, to, to, put, to put it on the same level as uh, older stuff because uh, I haven't, uh, I, need, I need to experience things with, with this music a bit more, I guess. I know what you mean. Like, I love Tame Impala for about 12 minutes and then I can't take anymore. It's, it's too much. Yeah, I mean, it's a, there's a... Um, also, I also think that right now uh, with bands, they, um, you, you, you know, it's it's funny because you, you when you talked about Tahiti uh, 80, you said that we we had our own sound quite early, and uh, it's just I, I feel that right now uh, you, you need all the you need to be very uh, you, you need to have your identity right away, and uh, a lot of bands for a lot of bands it's really hard to. Um, to uh, to change after that because uh, uh, the, usually the first album are they, they spend maybe two years working on it and then and then uh, it's hard for them to, to get away from that image from the from the, uh, so um, so when I when I listen to 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 them to like Tammy Bar I think um, they they're they're it, you can really identify the music and uh, also think that the guy is, is making all, almost everything himself. So, I mean, it's uh, it's pretty tough, I think, right now to uh, to um, to be a musician because uh, 
you have less money to do your albums, you, there's a lot of pressure, you, you, it's not like today you're gonna, you're gonna start a band and, and think you're gonna be a big star and you're, you're gonna you know, make a living out of that. So, so you know, it, it, it also changed a bit. Um, you're, no, so, I, yeah. you're right. Uh, Xavier, your girlfriend is going to break up with you if I, if I keep you on the phone for yeah, Valentine's yeah. Day. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's in the car right now. She's okay, good. Engine, so, yeah, well, driver, too. Tell her, right, right. tell her thank you for, uh, for being patient. Oh, and, thanks. You know. No other words. Hey, thanks, listen, a great talking to you. Go back to your Valentine's Day yeah, and, and I'll look forward to your oh, new album. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks. Thanks for your time, Alex. <laughs>
Well, there you go. There's Tahiti 80 right there. That's my favorite Tahiti 80 song a thousand times. Isn't Xavier a sweet fella? I mean, really, that's a sweet guy. How do we know he's sweet? Well, because his girlfriend waited in the restaurant alone uh, for him to finish the interview. And then she quietly got back into the car. I didn't hear her get in. And she waited patiently for him to finish. So that's true love, right? I mean, that's, uh, that's what love is right there. There's a Valentine's Day uh, message for everybody. And uh, I suppose I should have probably posted this interview uh, around Valentine's Day. But I waited. I waited because I got busy and the interviews were stacking up. And, um, you know, I, I, what can I say? Maybe I should have waited and held this off till next year. But I didn't because I thought, look, it's a Valentine's Day message, but it's an eternal message about love, which, let's face it, is timeless. All right? So do you forgive me? I, I think you do. I think you do because we learned something about love in this interview, and that is that uh, if you love somebody and they love you back, they'll wait for you. All right? Okay. Is that? I feel like that's either too profound or idiotic. It's one or the other. Uh, all right, listen. If you want to get Xavier Boyer's solo album, go to Amazon and buy it there. Okay? That's the best place to do it. I'm directing you there. I rarely do those types of uh, Amazonian things, but I'm doing one now uh, at the behest of 80 Proof Media. So go there and uh, buy it through them. Okay. Now, if you want to hear more about Tahiti 80's uh, new album, uh, the progress they're making, what they're doing, uh, or maybe you want to just uh, peruse their old material and uh, acquaint yourself with that band, very easy to do, Tahiti80.com. Okay? Very simple. Check out that site. Everything you want to know about that band is there, past, present, and yeah, future. Okay? Now, if you want to subscribe to Bombshell Radio, do it through iTunes. Go to iTunes, hit subscribe. It'll cost you nothing. And if you're feeling generous, and since you're already there, why don't you subscribe to Stereo Embers, the podcast? It'll also cost you nothing because it's free. So think of this as our two-for-one offer, okay? And if you're feeling generous and you want to leave a kind comment or two, or if you have plenty of time, maybe even three, we'd certainly appreciate it. We really would. So, Xavier Boyer's album, Bombshell Radio, Tahiti 80's website, Stereo Embers, the podcast. It's a lot of busy work, but it means so much to us, you have no idea. So we're going to thank you in advance for your future kindness. Now, I'll be back next week uh, with another edition of Stereo Embers, the podcast. We've got some great guests coming up, some really exciting ones that uh, I can't say yet because they're not firmly etched in stone, but as soon as they are, I will reveal them. But until I do, you have to stay in suspense. Uh, All right, I will be back next week, and I will look forward to seeing you here on Stereo Embers, the podcast. (laughs) 